Baylor softball has a real shot to host the NCAA postseason in Waco. Coach Glenn Moore makes his case for his team on today's show. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears alongside Coach Glenn Moore, the Baylor softball program. Coach, I'll take you to the bottom of the seventh inning on Sunday. You've got a sweep right in front of you. The first time you could do that since 2018 against Texas. First conference sweep since 2021. And you get it done in walk-off, error, foul fair fashion. Take me through that moment, down one nothing, two in scoring position with Zadie LaValle at the plate. Well, you know, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves uh, throughout the weekend. We're playing good ball, and, you know, you, you think take two of three from the number five team in the country, it can't be a bad weekend anyway. But now we've played with them throughout the entire game, neck and neck, and it's a game of inches, as they say, and – and uh Scott hit that ball that barely caught the line down left field and scored their only run, put them up one to nothing, but we're not getting anything going offensively. And it's, you know, down to uh, uh, our, our senior to, to spark us and Josie Bauer hits the double and um, might have come off the bag, might've gotten tagged. So you got a drama. We look like we have a uh, instant replay every inning. Um, I mean, a, a review every inning and, um, a lot of excitement. I wouldn't say the whole game was exciting. It was a rather boring game because yeah, it was. we could get anything going, you know. But as we closed in on that sixth inning and and they score and then we've we've got a score to tie it. That's what we're playing for is one run and um, put in uh, Taylor Strain to run for her. And, you know, twofold reasoning there. We're going to be a little bit faster with Taylor and we need to score there. So it was the right thing to do. But we also wanted to give her kind of an – a moment there as being our lone senior and and uh, give the crowd an op- opportunity to recognize her. So when, when they were reviewing that one, then we had that in mind and bring her off the field and then get the hit that we need to tie it. Uh, but a uh, l- little hesitation and, and we get thrown out by a great play um, uh, from the left fielder, Lou Gilbert, and um, makes a great play on it. And we slide in right, uh, right behind the tag and, and uh, don't score there. So, yeah, you're coming down to the wire. We got two outs, and um, uh, we find a way to uh, get two on, and then uh, Zadie Lavalley comes up and um, makes a makes a lifetime memory there, hitting it right down the line. And again, drama. It's right over the the line, right over the corner of the base, and and it goes off the shoulder of their first baseman, and we score two runs. In that moment. There is – so the whole team immediately runs out, and you could tell everybody's confused. Like, you listen to Dan Ingham radio call. He's confused. John Morris is confused. Fair or foul, they call it fair, and you walk it off, but it's kind of awkward. Everybody runs out knowing a review's coming. The brooms are out, and then for a good six minutes, yeah. it's just sitting there waiting for those umpires to come out. I know Sydney came out of the dugout, was yelling at the stands, like, anybody got the video? Can we? Can somebody give us a hint here? What's going through your mind? I know I, I, they even gave the cameras on Josie. She's praying, visibly praying in that six minutes. What's going through your mind in that spot? Well, immediately I thought it was a foot or two fair. I, I, I'm i way up the line, and you know I can see the strike zone so well from over there in that position. So I thought surely it was uh, well fair. So I thought it was just a, a, a desperation, um, you know, reaching for something impossible 
from Texas at the time. I thought we had won the game, but then I walked to the dugout and uh, several in our dugout said, I don't know, coach, it's really close. And then I started having some doubt enter my mind a little bit. And I was like, well, it went our way to start with. So it's always a positive when it goes your way because they have to have undisputable evidence that it uh, that it was not the call made on the field. And um, uh, that was what I was clinging, clinging to. And then uh, the, the drama just continued to build and uh, the tension and the excitement uh, couldn't have ended better, to be honest with you, now that it went our way. But uh, it certainly made for some tense moments and some some great excitement. Well, Coach, you've obviously captured the the NCAA's attention over the course of the season. Now six top five wins. You got the the last win over Oklahoma. The only loss that they've taken the entire season was your team in Waco. And you've got a case. You've rebuilt a case this week to host the NCAA tournament. If you've got the NCAA committee sitting in front of you, what do you say? What, what puts your team in this conversation to be in Waco one last time this year? Yeah, there's... You know, I'm, I'm going to plead my case because find me another team that has six wins against top, you know, top five teams in the country. And then if you're looking, if you're doing the the dirty work, the OSU and going deeper, the OSU game on Friday was in the palm of our hands. And we had two runs taken off the board. So in my mind, we have seven wins against top five teams. And um, we have, uh, I think, seven losses. Our se Seven of our losses are from 50 to 100. That's that would be the argument against it, but uh, the, there's a lot of parity in in this game right now. So I think uh, um, I think we've got a great reason to say we're in the conversation. Um, the kids have played well, and you mentioned it. We're the only team that's beaten the number one team in, in the country in Oklahoma. So um, and and you know I don't know how much they put on this anymore, but used to the last ten games of the year or thereabout mm. were considered. Um, uh, very highly in making that argument. And uh, I know we didn't uh, do as well at Iowa State, but in the big game uh, against Texas, uh, down at their place on the road to win that first one, and then uh, went to back here in Waco, uh, you know, we have to be in the conversation. And I have no doubt that we are in the conversation. Whether that's enough, um, I, I, I'm certain we're in the conversation now. We're making it more difficult on them to leave us out for sure. Coach, before we jump into the details of the weekend, honing in on that for, for now, the, the Big 12 strength of schedule. You, look, be can, being candid, you know, even five years ago, it's a different conversation. It's Baylor and Oklahoma, and then everybody else, it, it's toss-up year in and year out. Now it's one of the strongest leagues in college softball. Top to bottom, there are competitors. How does that help you? The RPI, yeah. the strength of schedule, the Big 12 – in making that conversation. Yeah, you're uh, you're making my case for me. We uh many look to the SEC every year as being, you know, the um where the, where the bar is set, but we're the number one RPI conference this year right now and three the three big 12 uh, three finishers in the World Series, top 3 last year were were uh Oklahoma, Texas and Oklahoma State. So you know, yeah, you said four or five years ago we were finishing second to routinely to, to Oklahoma now there's a huge gap between us and number one number one and number two and I, I get that but uh there's a lot more parity as I said earlier and uh certainly this conference is a, a very strong conference we're going to get four solid teams in in the NCAs this year and uh you know I think we're worthy of four four hosting sites per, personally 
Whoa, I'm going to pop in here and tell everybody really quickly, because Coach Moore is killing it, about Built Bar. It, 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 it's my favorite food. It's my favorite. I used to love crab legs. I, I still do like crab legs, but it's no longer my favorite food because I found a food that is low in sugar, low in calories, and has a hundred percent real chocolate. It is the best protein bar ever. You got to try this. It's healthy. It tastes amazing. Built bars are impeccable, and you wouldn't expect them to be healthy because it's the hundred percent real chocolate, right? Real chocolate, but they only have four grams of sugar, hundred and thirty calories. And they come with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Their flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. And you don't have to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about this and how you go to built.com and, and you get it all at built.com and all that jazz. But but now you go to Walmart, you go to Sam's Club, you get a bar, you get a box of built bar. The next time you're in Walmart, I want you to think of me. I want you to think of built bar. And I want you to go buy one. Get a built bar at Walmart. Go to Sam's Club. Get it at Sam's Club. I, I can't afford, I don't have enough money to get the Sam's Club card. So I'm forced to buy my stuff at Walmart. If you have a Sam's Club card, go buy some for me. Built has four bar boxes at Walmart, 13 bar boxes at Sam's Club, or you can still do it. Go to built.com and get your built bar today. That's built.com, Sam's Club, or Walmart. Guys, back to you. Coach, walking through the weekend, um, let's let's start on Friday. The 9-1 to one win, you go to Austin and Mercy Rule, Texas, for the second year in a row. I don't know what it is about Austin, but just <laughs> seems like you guys are putting good at putting up runs there. And you got a freshman and Riley in the circle. You swept Texas without your ace pitcher in the circle for a single pitch the entire weekend. And for her to go out and dominate UT, not just Friday, but also Sunday, and then in relief on Saturday, what does it say about what Riley was able to do as a true – I mean, that, that's what the moment's made of. Number five team in the country, and she just eats it up. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I, I couldn't be happier with her. Um, I couldn't be happier with Casey either. But also the job that Coach Newman did. And having it's, it's a very tense situation when you're facing a lineup like Texas had. And while I'm proud of that sweep and you never want to toot somebody else's horn a whole lot, they've maintained a top uh, top five uh, ranking the whole year. So what Riley and Casey both were able to do is just, uh, you know, squelch one of the top offenses in the country and do it in their park. Um, Riley has had a couple of big games. Casey had a big game against Oklahoma, pitched really well against Oklahoma in, in our conference uh, series. But uh, Riley's had some big games, been more of a roller coaster for her. She'd have a good day, game and then take a step back. Not unusual for a freshman to do that. Um, but when it matters most is when you want those big time players to step up. And we saw that out of her. And I mean, uh, she she pitched really well with a good defense. And she'd be the first to give the defense credit for that. And I think she has. But uh you know, whenever they're not hitting those bullets, the defense can make those plays, especially with our defense. Coach, what's your what's your philosophy on true freshmen? There are there are a lot of programs out there that aren't going to throw a true freshman in the circle against the number five team in the country, even despite injuries. And you did it with full confidence. What does that say about the opportunity for any player on this team to step up in the moment? Yeah, I don't look at age a whole lot. I look at whether they can do it and we we uh we don't look at size in this program. I mean, you can see a lot of the teams are are, are a lot bigger, and uh, you know we just look at performance. Um, Casey's one of the smallest pitchers in the country, and she's out there throwing sixty-seven miles an hour, making it move. And 
and uh, defeating some good teams and competing. So, you know, uh, freshmen, it, it's more of a mentality. If they if they continue to play and and, uh, and pitch like a freshman, then they're going to sit the bench more. Um, you know, and in our situation, being a private school, Drake, uh, where, you know, you have to – you don't have as much depth traditionally as some schools do, and you don't have – think Tech had uh, eight pitchers um, you know, they have eight pitcher bullpen, you know, we're not going to have that here. So yeah. we're going to need kids. And that's one thing we can do in recruiting is we're going to say, Hey, you're going to have a chance to come in here and, and play earlier than some programs, power five programs. So you come in here and work hard. Uh, there's no, no hierarchy. Uh, there's no seniority privileges. You get in here and earn it. You can play early. Coach, you got the senior day, senior weekend storyline as well for both UT and Baylor. Starting on their side, having Lou Gilbert back at Getterman Stadium and presenting her with the senior flower on Sunday. I know that's a sentimental moment for you. And and it, what did that mean to you, having Lou back here in Waco, uh, somebody that gave you three years and 120 starts? Yeah, she was here last year, so... Uh, all of that uh, emotional part of it's probably, uh, you know, the edge is knocked off there a little bit. But, uh, you know, there's I don't have any animosity toward Lou uh, for leaving. This is a system that we have created here. And uh, Lou found something that she felt would better her. Do I like it? No. I mean, I had a, a team leader, a team captain that le left our program for another program in the middle of the year right after we had had our last fall team building uh retreat um but she just got her master's from a, a great university and and i'm proud for her for that and i um you know i appreciate you asking because the day she left uh, i was not happy uh but i hugged her and we prayed together and i wish her the best and will always do that it's bigger than the game of softball and you know again i'm proud for her and, and God has his way of uh, making things work out. Uh, you know, when scholarship money opened up, you know, we were able to bring in some pretty good players ourselves. Shaylen Govin might not be here if Lou hadn't left. So it all takes care of itself. And those are things that, um, you know, are, are out of our control as far as the system goes any anymore. But uh, I wish her nothing but the best. The senior day for your squad, it's it's only one. I mean, you've got a top a top 20 team making a case for top 15, 16 spot and only one senior here. And it's Josie Bauer, who I, I didn't even want to just talk about her, but Aaron and her entire family. What does the Bauer name mean to Baylor softball? One of the most unselfish uh, families I've ever met. Um, they they've given back a lot more in my opinion than we've been able to give them. And they would look at it just the opposite. Um, Greg and Rhonda are just two of the best parents I've ever had a part of our program. And, uh, probably if you, if you had to be completely honest, they probably not, they don't always agree with the coaching decisions. I'm not sure anybody would, uh, I understand that, but, uh, but they have supported us. They've supported this team. He's spoken to the team. He's helped me get in speakers for the team and uh, never had that tied to anything with uh, playing time. or uh, and, and she's been through adversity, two arm surgeries, uh, a great leader, a great Christian young lady that's going to do magnificent things in this world. And then you add Aaron to that mix and you've got the uh, you know, as he told me the other day, I'm more popular than you coach more. I said, well, that's not a hard 
hard challenge, but he's just, uh, oh, I, uh, we all love him. And man, he threw that strike on that oh. Saturday right down the heart of the plate too, didn't he? It was awesome. I, I appreciate you letting me talk about a family that I, I dearly love and will always love. Uh, um, just a great, great family. And it, it's a model family. If you wanted to model yourself after a great family, I've got a ton of them on this team, but that's certainly one that uh, ranks at the very top. Well, Coach, you get the big win against Texas, the the first sweep against the Hornets since 2018. Josie Bauer comes up in the big moment in the bottom of the seventh, helping spark that rally. And now you get the Big 12 tournament. What does your team need to do to take care of business against Iowa State? And then if you do against Oklahoma to continue to boost that RPI and boost your odds at, at staying in Waco? Yeah, I would, you know, I would. I th- Certainly would like to win a game up there and then compete really well against Oklahoma. I, being the only team that's ever beat them, I would like to, for us to play to win that game. Um, you know, and I'm sure we will. We fight them every time we play them, no matter the case, and have certainly been on the losing end of many of those. But if you go back and look at those those games, you'll see a lot of uh, dogfights that didn't really work out our way. Um, so we have great respect for them. But you know, I just would, Drake, I'd like for us to take the same approach that this team has been consistent in taking every weekend. Uh, regardless, you're not going to go out there and have a great game every time you're out there. But if you can just go out there and play for the love of the game and you can compete, everybody's pulling in the same direction and buying into whatever we suggest is the best way to approach this opponent, we have a better chance of, of winning. And and uh, hopefully our fire will be a lit because of the performance we had in Ames. But we didn't perform poorly overall up there. They made some big-time plays, and they're yeah. a much better team. I think at the time their strength of schedule was ranked 19th in the country. They were a better team than a lot of people were giving them credit. Now they've taken two of three, had an opportunity to sweep at Kansas. Up there they took two of three from us, and – uh, they're playing their best ball. So our focus still has to be on what we do and not what they do. And if we do that, I think we'll have a good chance of having success and moving on from the first round. Along with that, going into the postseason, Darion Orm has been the pitcher in the circle for you now for two years. Do you have a, an update on whether or not we'll see her? Are you still working through that? No, I think you'll see her. I think she needs to throw um, how much she'll throw. Uh, it has to be a conversation between Dari, uh, Coach Newman, and myself, and we'll have that conversation tomorrow. Um, so, so what it is, just to be transparent, is uh, she's we've had to overload her and and losing Benford. We've had to pitch her coming off of an injury from last year. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, we didn't know if we'd have her before the season. So our objective was to manage her. When we got down to the end of this season and knowing that we felt confident about the NCAs, we made a, a, a tough decision before the Texas series um, to, to use her sparingly, if at all. So when we got the first two wins without her, we thought we're not going to use her right now. We're going to let her have another day of rest. It worked out beautifully for us yeah um, I don't know that the risk was that high it just happened to work out in our favor but we we were looking ahead to postseason probably not hosting but looking ahead to having the best chance at making a run in postseason and the best chance is to have a healthy and rested uh, arm and and she's um she's rested right now if her, her the health of her arm is just really a, a numbness that she experiences with the TOS 
Um, and that's something that, uh, you know, many players work through and hopefully she'll be better, but uh, I think she needs to throw. And uh, I would hope to throw her some this, this next week. Coach, I've kept you over time, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm who cares at this point, right? I, I, <laughs> cause, cause you've got, you've got Oklahoma city on the horizon and whether you go to the world series or not, you're going to play in that stadium. And and I, I know, I, look, it's coach speak, and you'd say it too, take it game by game and pitch by pitch, but the overall goal is get back to Oklahoma City. And I, I really believe that COVID year, you got a really good shot at it. Before everything falls apart, you had a really good roster, a really good shot at it. And now going into it this year, you've been there before. You've done it with teams who are underdogs and weren't expected to make it that far. How do you, for the first time in a while with a roster who has no girls who played in Oklahoma city. How do you communicate now what it's like to make it to that moment and try to get back there this year? Yeah. Well, that is something different from every team we've had that's gone there, except the 07 team. Um, we, they, we all, each team had someone that had been there before since then. And, and we do have Amber um, Tobin that was there with Arizona last year. So we got that experience. Um, uh but I, you know, I think we just, we've got to keep it small for them. You know, mm -hmm. if you start letting it get big and they start worrying about what's going to happen next week and not in, the, not in the next at bat, then that's where you lose your focus. And that's something that can really happen with young teams. But the experience we have as a coaching staff, having been there and um, know the environment well, I think playing the Big 12 tournament up there is huge for our conference in, in, in that respect. And yeah. And we'll be up there this week, so that'll play a role in it. It's, it's clearly a different atmosphere for the World Series, but it's in the same venue. Um, so I, I think we just – the best we can as a coaching staff is to keep it – make sure it doesn't get too big for them. Well, Coach, best of luck at the conference tournament and then in the NCAA tournament past that. Waco or not, I got full confidence that with this roster, you can make a lot of noise. Always great to be on with you, Drake. Really appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right, that was Coach Glenn Moore of the Baylor softball program. They take on Iowa State at noon on Thursday. Going to be a huge, huge game for RPI and standings. They beat Iowa State. They get Oklahoma on Friday. If they beat Oklahoma, they're definitely hosting the NCAA postseason. Uh, D1 softball has been the top 15, and I think they got a real shot. They got a real shot to be in Waco uh, come NCAA tournament time here in a couple weeks. And if they do, you got to go. You got to go to the game. I'm, I'm asking that of you to go to the game. Uh, this has been, it always will be. Please, you know, come back tomorrow. We'll talk about other sports. I uh, promise that we'll do that. Thanks for making your first lesson every single day, by the way. At Locked On. Congratulations on my year. Baylor.